0: Praise the Lord. Welcome once again to the house of the Lord this morning. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to the book of John, chapter 1. John 1, beginning at verse 19. Now this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, Now those who were sent were from the Pharisees, and they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who coming after me is preferred before me, the margin reads, ranks higher than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethabara beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, "Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world." This is he of whom I said, "After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me." I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. John the Baptist. John the Baptizer. There was a call of God upon this man's life, there was a call of separation a call of consecration. There was a call of dedication and a call of preparation. You see, this man lived his life for the entrance of another. This man lived his life to set the stage for another. This man, John, he lived his life for the glory of another. He lived his life to announce another. This man lived his life for the day that he would introduce another. And when he was questioned concerning the reason for his living questioned regarding who exactly he was he boldly he boldly declared I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness make straight the way of the Lord. I'm a voice just a voice. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. The voice of separation. The voice of consecration and dedication. The voice of preparation. What a beautiful sound! A sound, a wilderness world so desperately needed and, yes, so desperately needed. Needs. I share these words with you this morning. David Wilkerson he said, "John the Baptist's definition of his ministry was blunt and simple. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness." John one twenty three. This servant of the Most High, who according to the Scripture was the greatest among them that are born of women. Was the most blessed of all the prophets and a revered preacher of righteousness. The crowds, the crowds flocked to hear John's scorching messages. Many were baptized and many became his disciples, and even royalty came under his mighty influence. Some thought he was Christ, others considered him to be Elijah raised from the dead. John refused to be exalted or promoted. He was emptied of self-serving, and he continually withdrew from center stage. In his own eyes, the greatest of all prophets was not even worthy to be called a man of God, but only a wilderness voice, modest, retiring, and unconcerned about honor or usefulness. He didn't care about having a ministry or being mightily used of God. In fact, he considered himself unworthy to even touch his master's shoes. His entire life was devoted to the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world, John 1.29. What a powerful rebuke to us in this age of self-occupation, promotion of personalities, influence-grabbing, ego-tripping, and seeking of honors. John could have had it all, but he cried out, He must increase, but I must decrease. John 3.30. And to reach that goal, John kept reminding all who heard him, I am just a voice. The secret of John's happiness was that his joy was not in his ministry, or in his work, not in his personal usefulness or widespread influence. His pure joy was to stand in the presence of the bridegroom, hear his voice, and rejoice in it. His joy was in seeing others, his own disciples included, flocking to Jesus, the Lamb of God. The greatest fulfillment a child of God can know is to lose self and all desire to be somebody and simply rejoice in being a son or daughter who lives in the very presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Being totally occupied with Christ is what satisfies the heart. John could stand there in the Jordan River with his eyes fixed on Jesus and be delighted by his presence. He fed his soul on Christ. His heart was always going out to him in adoration and awe." John, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And what was his cry? What was the cry of this voice echoing in the wilderness? Make straight the way of the Lord. The Amplified Bible reads, he said, I am the voice of one crying aloud in the wilderness, the voice of one shouting in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Level, straighten out the path of the Lord. The Living Bible, he replied, I am the voice from the barren wilderness, shouting as Isaiah prophesied, get ready for the coming of the Lord. Is this not a sound and a cry that this world so desperately needs to hear? From the lips of a separated people, from the lips of a consecrated people, from the lips of a dedicated people, a holy sound, the holy sound of the voice of preparation, The NLT reads, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, clear the way for the Lord's coming. The Passion Translation, John answered them, I am an urgent, thunderous voice crying out in the desert, clear the way and prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord. And just as John uttered the words of the prophet Isaiah, so today I stand here and utter the words of John. Clear the way and prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord. What is it that needs to be cleared away that you might prepare your heart for the coming of the Lord? John had answered the question of who he was And then came another question, John 1, verses 24 and 25. Now those who were sent were from the Pharisees, and they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? Verses 26 and 27, John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. Did they understand his answer? If they did not, they would not only have but see the revelation The very next day, John 1, verses 29 to 31, the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me. And he was before me. I did not know him but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. John, why are you baptizing? The New King James Version, that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. The Voice Bible reads, I came baptizing, literally immersing to show repentance, to wash away sins. I came baptizing with water so that he might be revealed. The NLT, I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. In the Living Bible, I am here baptizing with water in order to point him out to the nation. This is the power of water baptism. In the day and age, in the generation, the time in history where many would downplay the importance of water baptism. Let us heed the text today. This is the importance and the power of water baptism. Water baptism is a powerful witness. And in it and through it is a revealing. A revealing To those that do not know the Lord the one who stands among them and yet they know him not a revealing to those that know religion without Jesus a revealing to those that have grown up in the system yet haven't had a revelation a revealing to the nation That very day, the voice crying in the wilderness makes straight the way of the Lord, heralded a new cry. John one twenty nine. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Is this not a sound and a cry this world so desperately needs to hear? If you do not know Jesus today as your personal Lord and Savior, let the words of John grip your soul that your soul might find life and be freed from the grip of death. Make straight the way of the Lord. Clear the way and prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of your world. Matthew 3, beginning at verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John, he tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased is water baptism important well rather than have little old me answer Let's just let Jesus answer the question and settle the matter. Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Is water baptism important? The Passion Translation Jesus replied, It is only right to do all that God requires. Then John baptized Jesus. Now, I'm going to say today, if Jesus Christ needed to be baptized, if Jesus Christ wanted to be baptized and surrendered his life to the waters of baptism, there is no doubt that water baptism is important. For the Bible declares, Acts 2.38, repent. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You hear today, you say, well, I was baptized as a child. Where is that manner in the Bible? That is nothing more than the tradition of men. You see, an infant child cannot choose for themselves. And baptism is a choice. It's a choosing to follow Jesus. A surrendering. A giving over. A means of cleansing through full immersion. It's a symbolic moment in time. And it's symbolic of a watery grave wherein we put to death the old man and rise to new life. My youngest daughter, she thought it was baptized. And I thought, hey, she's on to something. And let us note today that John was not sprinkling infants. He was immersing people in water based on their personal decision and personal declaration of faith. Jesus was not sprinkled as an infant. He was immersed as a man. Repent, be baptized, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Luke seven, beginning at verse 24, he began to speak to the multitudes concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who are gorgeously apparelled and live in luxury are in king's courts. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet, this is he of whom it is written... Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. For I say to you, among those born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And when all the people heard him, even the tax collectors justified God having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves. Listen to the words in the text. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. Rejected the will of God. Well, I guess it's settled, church. Baptism. Baptism. Is the will of God. Was John a Baptist? Was John a Baptist? Hmm. Well, if he was, he admitted the lack and declared a better way. Matthew 3.11, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38. The voice of John the Baptist is alive in the earth today. Though there are other voices pining for the ear of a wild humanity living in a wilderness. The reality is that not all heed the voice of John the Baptist. Some prefer the sound of other voices or their own voice. Not all heed the cry of John. And their folly will be their end. Perhaps there are some here today that will heed the cry of John the Baptizer. Make straight the way of the Lord, clear the way, make straight the way of the Lord. It was the urgent cry of John the Baptist, and it's an urgent cry today. Clear the way and prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord. Christ will return. Of this I am sure. And as I've said before, If you feel I'll just take my chances, well, what if I'm wrong? If I'm wrong, I've lost nothing, I've lived a good life, I've served, I've loved others, I've chosen a greater will over the little w will. The question is, what if you're wrong? If I'm wrong, I've lost nothing. If you're wrong, you've lost everything. Clear the way and prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord, for he is coming again. And when he comes again, there will be no announcement, for the day of the Lord will so come as a thief in the night. This is your announcement. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time for salvation. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You see, the truth is this. Only the Lamb of God can take away our sin. Only the Lamb of God can save our wretched souls. There is salvation in no other Jesus Christ is the only name by which we are saved. No wonder John cried out, Behold. We can have the worship team return. At the beginning of Christ's ministry in the earth, John the baptizer cried out, Behold the Lamb of God. You know, the reality is this today. Until we heed the cry and behold, Behold the Lamb of God. Look and take notice. Until we behold the only one who takes away the sins of our world, until then, his ministry cannot begin in this earth. Us. Repent. That's the first step. John preached a message of repentance. And you know, it's still the message of the Bible today. Matthew 3, verses 1 and 2. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Edmonton, I'm sorry, Judea, and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Turn to Jesus. Surrender your life to Jesus. He is the only answer. He is the only hope. For Jesus declared it himself in John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. Give him your life. And let his ministry in the earth, in you, begin. And from this moment on, serve and love him. Serve and love him. For the greatest commandment is this, Mark 12, 30. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And with all your strength, heed the cry. Heed the cry. Let's pray today. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the cry, the voice in the wilderness. And Lord, I pray that we would heed the cry today. We would hear the cry and heed the cry today, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this time of water baptism today. Lord, how powerful it is. Lord, this witness in this place, this witness in the earth, alive, in this moment in history. As these men and women dedicate their lives to you, personal choice of choosing to follow you and to surrender, their lives to the waters of baptism. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. And we bless your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand for a moment in this place.